The following was recorded March 27, 2015 at the Washington Convention Center. It was presented at the Emerald City Comic Con as a panel entitled Sarcastic Voyage, Sketch Comedy for Nerds. We played to an overflowingly full house. The room's capacity was 252, and we had an additional 20 to 30 people that had to be turned away at the door. It was, without a doubt, our most successful live venture to date. Mm, main screen, turn on. How are you, gentlemen? All your base that belong to us. Take off every zig. You have no chance to survive. Make your time. For great justice, call now. <laughs> so I wasn't sure about doing that sketch because uh, I'm not sure what's a more dated reference. 900 numbers or all your bases belong to us. <laughs> but I figured we'd split the difference. Uh, hello, we are the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. I am Ron Algar-Watt. I am Matt Robotham. And these are the Sarcastic Voyage Unpaid Voice Acting Players. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are unaware of what a podcast is, uh, you must have gotten our previous two references because you were ancient. <laughs> but typically podcasts are audio in nature, so we are not used to performing in front of people. We will not be dancing around like idiots. We are voice actors, so we will be reading scripts. We will be looking down a lot. This, this is taking the form of like a table read. We will apologize for that, but not right now. No. <laughs> our, our panel is at least 50% Canadian, so there will be lots of apologies. <laughs> Uh, trigger warning, there will be puppets. I know some people are afraid of puppets, I don't know why. It's the mouth, the flapping mouth that throws people out. But I learned how to count from puppets. I learned basic, you know, words, I learned all that stuff from puppets. I don't get it. Like, why are the future now? It's all computers counting at each other. <laughs> I think we covered that episode of Star Trek. Um, in any case, we will be trying to make things a little more visually interesting for you with puppets. So if you are freaked out by puppets, fair warning. Uh, also, because we typically do an audio show, it is often not easy in a visual environment to tell when a sketch is over. We sometimes write traditional punchlines. Sometimes, sometimes we, not so much. Sometimes Matt just decides, uh, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> So, in that event, uh, Brian, at the end there, will be holding up signs to indicate <laughs> when the sketches are open. This is a sign. For those of you who are visually impaired or sitting in any row beyond, what, four? Here? <laughs> Brian will read you the signs as well. I, Brian, will hold these up and read them as well. You're not an idiot. You know what a sign is. <laughs> That's when you know the sketch is over. And now with that said, let us begin. Uh, no sounds. <laughs> da, 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 there we go. <laughs> when I glance over my notes and records of the Nick of Nick Hall case. Incorrect, start over. When I glance over my notes and records of the Sherlock Holmes. Wrong again, I'm gonna give you one more doover to get this right. A doover. Do you mean a do-over? You've deduced it, old. Uh. Yes? Man. 
old man. You're a very old man. <laughs> He's also a puppet. <laughs> I completely forgot there was a puppet in this book. <laughs> I would like to say blame Canada, but uh, then that would turn the entire crowd against me. You've heard of Let's try it. When I glance over my notes and records of the incredible detective Sherlock Holmes. Tell him why I'm brillianter than that. Incredible's fine for Ugks and Pixars, but I'm the uncanny, spectacular, friendly neighborhood Marvel team up nip. Of Nicole. I thought it was Sherlock Holmes. You've cracked it. Good show. What's will it? Will will it? Why? Will Sir, so, should I fetch a wallet to play something on your tongue? What? No, I'm not stepping. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure to win the Eurovision Song Contest this year. Sir, you've said that every year now since 1998. Bloody Denmark. <laughs> yeah, sir, are we solving mysteries or writing songs? Mysteries? What, like the mystery of how you became such a manky, gormless git? Ah, I see you're putting that Google search for British insults to good use. <laughs> Furthermore, I have deduced that you are, in alphabetical order, an A, arsehole, B, vampire, C... No, no, we won't be saying that. <laughs> no, it's not as bad in England, which is where we're from. Have we established that yet? I was attempting to in my narration when you... Hey, what the hell's going on here? The narrator still is very clear about the precise and unlicensed exposition. All of the explained such as it is, also me, and only me. Yes, we're all. As you're just a disembodied voice that couldn't be asked to buy yourself an aeroplane ticket to Seattle, we've <laughs> taken it upon ourselves. By which I mean I have foisted it upon Willikins, and then, in an accordance with our agreement, I have dedicated myself to foiling him at every turn. Uh, is this the part where I assume the roll of a foot pad and whack some poor bastard on the back of the head with me, Blackjack? Or, uh, bearing that in a soft form of hay paddies? Oh, hello, Daryl. Well, yes, every good detective story needs an adversary, as it were. We haven't moved past the scathing insults yet. That's right, that's how you can tell how, uh, that I'm Sherlock Holmes, because I'm a right bastard to everyone. <laughs> that's as may be, sir, but the reason Sherlock Holmes is allowed to be a bastard is that he's brilliant. What? You mean like one of them steel wool thingamies what you scrubbed the loot with? Uh, no, 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 sir, that's a brillo pad. <laughs> the thing is... Errol, shut up! You're ruining our sparkling banter! <laughs> what, you mean like a large, nimble jungle cat? No, that's a panther. Hang <laughs> on, I've got all turned around. You're supposed to be comically mishearing things, and then I correct you in a flat monotone. What, you mean like the big black rock from 2001 in space, obviously? Errol, get, get out! Errol, get out! Listen, Willikins and I are a double act. You see, we've got no room for a third werewolf. So that's the way how it is, then, is it? It's a bit like that, yes. It's, it's exactly like that, actually. Oh, all right then. Off I go, I guess. Out! Out! <laughs> Willikins, did you hear that? Somebody's ransacking the flat. You in this ten-square-mile manor you own, sir? That's right, the flat. It's a mystery. Let's go dip the who done it. It's clearly Errol. We can't just assume. We have to find clues. Then arrogantly present those clues in the smuggest possible way. <laughs> to the apothecary. You mean your pillow fort? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
moving to the Sarcastic Boy podcast for the further adventures of Nick and Willow. that meeting? I thought the boss was going to fire Henderson right there in front of all of us. And wasn't it yesterday he was up for a big promotion, like vice president or something? I cannot keep up with Henderson. His career is tumultuous. He's like the Great Gatsby, if the Great Gatsby wasn't great when he worked here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you want to grab lunch? I ran into Sarah and Jocelyn earlier. They were talking about maybe Ty. I could really go for some fun. Stop! Don't do it! Fine, we'll go for sushi then? No, not that. Stop not talking about men. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? That's more like it. Now listen, <laughs> a terrorist planted a voice-activated bomb in this industrial park. It's triggered by any two women discussing a topic that isn't a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. What's ridiculous? This person. Man! Say this man! Fine. This man setting up a very specific bomb is ridiculous. Can we talk about the bomb at least? No! In romance language, bomb is gendered female. <laughs> and to think, I asked when we would ever need to know about gendered nouns. I, I mean... I mean to think, I asked Senor Delacruz, the man, when we'd ever need to use gendered nouns. Now you're getting it. Why would he do this? Listen, some men, not all men, <laughs> just want to watch the world burn. This Christmas, it's she said, he said. Bechdel test. The only way to pass is to fail. <laughs> Hey there, I'm Mustache Charlie. When I came back from Vietnam, I had no money, no prospects, and no appreciable skills. My wife, who had just had a miscarriage of another man's baby, walked out on me. Things were looking pretty grim for old Mustache Charlie. But then, as luck would have it, my mother died and left me this abandoned warehouse that I was able to convert to a restaurant. We put a fresh coat of lead paint on the place, and our kitchen's been duly insulated with asbestos, because we put safety first. And now, we're open for business. New for 1981, Mustache Charlie's is fun for the whole family. Your kids will love our brightly colored fun meals, now with 30% more dread dye number two. Come for the food, and stay for the charts tournament. Mustache Charlie's. What could go wrong? <laughs> Exit 26 in Centralia. <laughs> you might as well come out, Joker. Leaving me tied up here is just wasting both of our time. Now tell me what you've done with Robin and Batgirl. There's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going. Joker, I know it's you. The abandoned candy factory, the tortured children, the poisoned chocolate bars. You might as well have painted a sign leading me to you. 
Not Joker, although I admit I admire his taste in clothes. Not Joker, but who else could you be? A fine question, Kate Crusader. Who could have planned this attack on Gotham so perfectly? Who could have executed it, leaving the Gotham PD baffled and your own little bat family missing? Who could have succeeded where all this city's other colorful characters and criminals have failed? And for that matter, who can take a sunrise? <laughs> Sprinkle it with dew. Why, the candy man, of course. Wonka? The chocolate maker? But you've been missing for years. Not just missing, planning, thinking. You see, I'm not going to be around forever, and I'm not really interested in trying. That's why I turned Gotham upside down looking for a suitable heir, and you'll never guess who won the great and glorious jackpot. Robin! No, I was back of light and showing, so the danger must be growing, and it's certainly not showing any signs of slowing. What did you do to him? Oh, not so very much. A little show, a little boat ride, a little, non- a little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. A little time in my taffy puller, and his mind should be much more pliant. You monster. Where's Batgirl? What have I done with her? Hmm. Oh, of course, let me get her. Bring her out, boys. Oh, I feel funny. My God, what have you done to her? Always goes wrong when it comes to the dessert. Always. She's, she's been blown up like a balloon. Like a blueberry, actually. Still, I'll get it right in the end. Uh, take her to the juicing room at once, please. Thank you. Blue's not really my color. And as for you, Batman, let me see. Yes, I think the television room is the place for you. How would you like to be the first person ever to travel by television? Yes, I think that would be perfect. After all, a million tiny pieces take a long time to put back together. Are you looking for electronics? So am I. And I run this shop full of it. If you're feeling shopful, come to our place. You'll think you're robbing us because our prices are so low. Hi, I'm TV's Rob Lowe. I'm not sure why I'm in this commercial. It is a commercial, right? Why don't you tell them about our stock? We start with beef bullion cube. Then we add peas. We also have a whorehouse full of electrons. <laughs> you want thicker? We have divid. You want divid? We have Blu-ray. Just listen to this tasty meal. What the hell even are you? Where are you from? I'm from the 70s. And I'm from over there. That's where we keep the movies. We have the war dogs. Maleficent Ambrosians, taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, Mary 4, friends, 5, Joker. 6, Wait, seven, so are you an electronics store nine, or a video store? Ten. And now you'll get the Tony Award. My award, Tony, got rave reviews. Is that why he had that glow stick and pacifier? It's not the pacifier, he joined the Coast Guard. And that's why you should buy our store. <laughs> No, I don't know. We 
figured about half of you would leave after that, so we can tell the people who were waiting. Yeah, we can bring the rest of them. That was for us. I love it. Thank you. Tell me all of this. Where's this coming 
from? I just never thought you'd actually go through with it. I mean, evil Lynn? You know how many times she's tried to betray you to Hordak? She was showing initiative. She's trying to kill you. We live on Eternia. No one ever tries to kill anyone. I hate her. Well, you're not marrying her. And neither should you. Well, who would you suggest? Me for a start. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. What now? Why today? It's okay. Uh, is it? My mother and Michael are out there. What the hell am I supposed to tell them? I'm sorry. You're sorry? I, I can't deal with this. I'm not today. I'm going out there, and I am getting married. I see. Maybe I should leave. Maybe you should. Skeletor! It's almost time! He'll <laughs> uh, be out in a minute. Anyway, is Ethan supposed to see you in your wedding dress? Hey, are, are you crying? Uh, that's just my robot sad face. <laughs> One of my many faces. Oh! Oh, I get it now! <laughs> oh, Another day, another boring cereal. Tired of boring old breakfast cereals? Wow, Count Chocula! That's correct, small child. I am Count Chocula, the breakfast vampire. <laughs> Did you bring me delicious Count Chocula cereal? Uh, sure, but uh, <laughs> first, how's about we have a look at that... Mm. Delicious looking neck of yours. Uh, what are you doing? Hold still, my boy. Soon you will be at peace. Hold it, ugly. You killed him! Yeah, kind of in the job description. I'm Buffy. <laughs> the vampire slayer? From TV? Oh, uh, that's cool, I guess. Come on, I'm basically famous. I mean, yeah, like a hundred years ago. What? <laughs> We've only been off the air since 2003. I was born in 2003. Well, I mean, we still have a regular comic coming out. I just said I was 12. I don't read comics. <laughs> Look, do you want to know my cereal or not? Not really. Every bold Buffy brand cereal comes with delicious marshmallows shaped like steaks, crucifixes, with swords, and a gun who killed Tara, the axe that killed Anya, and the brain tumor that killed my mom. What? you not here with bones. What's that blue rectangle? A door for Dawn to slam. And every bowl comes with the delicious wheat slayer nets. When did you ever use a net? Every bowl comes with a free spike toy. Didn't you try Shut to... Shut up. <laughs> You're fine. I like that the biggest monster in that sketch appeared after the vampire was dead. <laughs> Conventional wisdom has it that you're not supposed to narrate your own story. That it's better to show rather than tell. 
Well, conventional wisdom can go hang for all I care. It's my job to tell. I see things. I write things down. I tell those things to you. You trust me to tell you the truth, and I, in turn, trust you to believe what you're told. My paychecks come from the King Morning Journal newspaper, but I report directly to the truth. That's truth with a capital T. And believe me, I've seen some doozies in my time. For some reason, this burg is packed to the gills with werewolves, mermaids, and unicorn syndicates. It's all part of the job. And your AP style guide doesn't exactly have a section on cryptozoology either. Is Bigfoot a proper noun? Where do the hyphens go in man-eating parking meter? Can I say that a dinosaur rampaged down the financial district on a Tuesday? Or do I need to be more specific and say it was a brontosaurus? Fortunately, that end of it's not really my problem. That's why copy editors rose out from the primordial ooze as soon as the first monkey typed the first word of Shakespeare. I just focus on the job. No matter how scaly, oily, feathery, or furry that job might be. Sometimes people don't realize how weird this world can be. And that's why I'm here, to tell them. Welcome to McBurgundy's. Will this be for go or for stay? Can, can I speak to an adult? Dad, it's for you! Who is it? I'm watching the game. <laughs> this, this is a restaurant, right? Like, I'm not connected to your home or something. Hang on, he's coming. This is better. Excuse me? <laughs> Welcome to McBurgundy's. Will this be for go or for stay? Well, that was a, sort of a conversational lazy Susan. I can plus size that to a conversational dumbwaiter for 20 cents more. <laughs> Look, I just want a number four with no tomatoes and a Sprite with no ice. We don't have Sprite. We have Sierra Mist. <laughs> Fine. Sierra Mist with no ice. We don't have no ice. <laughs> yes, all restaurants have ice. I fail to see how this is a point of pride. Sir, we did just hire an ice artisan to personally measure the ice from our ice vaults deep beneath the surface of the earth. I thought it was hot beneath the surface of the earth. Will this be for go? <laughs> Have we not covered this already? I'm in my car. You would think there'd be only one option. Go. However, as I haven't gone for ten minutes now, your guess is as good as mine. Restrooms for paying customers only, <laughs> No, I take it back. My guess is definitely better. <laughs> There are no cars in front of me, nor behind me. You can't make a line with only one point. I'm the point. I'm a human period. <laughs> are, you, are you actually literally a robot? Okay, no, don't answer that. Just let me ask you this. You find a turtle in the desert, and you flip it on the sky. Our slaw dog turtle chungas are seasoned, sir. Oh, I thought that was, oh, thought that was just a promotional tie-in for slaw dog millionaire. Damn it, why are we still having this conversation? Let me talk to the kid again. That's for you. Uh, will this be for astronaut or dinosaur, sir? Astronaut. I want a number four, I'll pick off the tomatoes and sift out the ice my own damn self. Please pull forward. Finally. Great, I've moved two inches and used up a quarter tank of gas. <laughs> Sorry, sir, we have no number fours. Oh, wait. <laughs> no number fours ready. We need you to pull forward to the language side. 
You see that parking lot? It's the one way beyond that parking lot. I need a nap. Oh, Jesus, it's dark yet. How long have I... Oh, God, finally my food. Sorry for the case, sir. Will this be for go? It was for stay. Governor Tarkin, I should expect to find you more invaders, which I recognize with that stench when I was brought on board. Princess Leia, before we are... Wait, say that again. Say what again? Is she speaking with a fake British accent? <laughs> I think she is. <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about. This is just the way I speak. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh, that's uh -huh. priceless. Say tomato. <laughs> no, no. Say aluminium. <laughs> and you don't have to stand here and take this. creature after his kind, cattle, and the creepeth thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. This, this is great. There is no better time to be a cow than right now. You said it. Everything is just perfect. Everything? Everything. Really? Name three things. Go. Uh, the endless pastures, no natural predators, uh -huh. and... Uh, ah! Okay, buddy, it's, I'm just busting your Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> it is pretty sweet here, though. 
God is truly good. Of course he is. Not only did he make things good, but he checked behind himself to see that it was good before he moved on to the next thing. He's a real pro, that God. Hey, I think he's doing some more stuff. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't sound quite so good. What the hell is that thing? I don't know, but it doesn't seem friendly. Look out, Gary! Get out of here! Right. Uh, the, you warn the other cows and I'll tell the creepy things that creep upon the earth. What cows need Curious, Doctor, a person with your distinguished medical credentials should be aware that human teeth are protected by a layer of enamel and not, as you say, skin. All right, you know what? I have had it with it, you, you green-blooded son of a... Tell me, please. <laughs> the important thing is we're all safe here in the Enterprise and we're off to our next adventure. Indeed. All of us, Captain? Well, uh, yeah. What about that little filly from anthropology that was making goo-goo out of that? Yeah. Oh, uh, young Walters? She's been transferred to the uh, USS Hood. Captain's log, stardate. I don't know. The clock doesn't work. Day hundred, day seven hundred sixteen. I think it's a Wednesday. Commander Helen Noel of the USS Hood. Hey, you can't record a captain's log. You're a woman. Our world of starship captains doesn't admit women. Count the stripes. I outrank you. Well, that may be true, but I have one of these. <laughs> oh, oh. Put that away. I have three of those. <laughs> oh. Oh. Does not most genitals mean most captain? <laughs> no, no. Everyone zip up and shut up. <laughs> Thank you. Now, does anyone know where we are? Oh, well, we lost time just like abroad, am I right? Oh! <laughs> Diamato, you're the navigator. If we're lost, then it's your fault. Uh, last I heard, one of them uh, nacelles was busted and the ship was just flying around in a, what do you call it, circle. I think you'll find it's a parabola. Yeah, I'm a geologist. <laughs> I don't know from parabola. <laughs> Yeoman Walters, according to duty. Welcome aboard, Yeoman. So, what brings you here? Did you spend the night with Captain Kirk, or did you just succeed? Wait. I thought this transfer was a reward. The captain said it was the next step to, to promotion. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, sweetie, we've all heard that one. You're on the hood now. You know how the Enterprise is the Federation flagship and its crew are the best and the brightest that Starfleet has to offer? Sure, I've heard the loyalty, loyalty oath. 
Well, this is where the best and the brightest go when either they outshine the captain and his two best friends, or he'd rather we just sort of fade into obscurity. But wait, I recognize you. You're Helen Noel. You were the ship's psychiatrist on the Enterprise. I know, and I cannot imagine how that ship is getting on without me. It is screwed up. <laughs> Papers were required reading at the Academy, and to be honest, a bunch of us yeomen thought you were the shortlist to be the first female captain. I already told you, there's no room in our... <laughs> <laughs> You're right about all of that. But then, there was the Christmas party. Oh, he says... We're off duty. Rank doesn't enter into it. Just call me Jim. I'm a man and you're a woman, so let's be a man and a woman. (laughs) So, foolishly, I let the Romulan Ale decide for me, and two days later, my transfer came through. So you're telling me that you could staff an entire Constitution-class starship with all the people Kirk has... Well, not all of us. Uh, Some of us just thought that... Science officer of his didn't have enough compassion. I just wanted to throw an individual funeral for each member of the landing party that died, which involved researching their cultural customs or religious preferences and breaking out the dress uniforms. Seems a little excessive. Oh, not you, too. Are you a human or a computer? Well, I guess I've got to get to work. Yeoman got a yell. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume the copy is in here. Don't open that door. Yeoman, yeoman, no. Stop. Hey, stay out of there. God, why is this closet full of bats? <laughs> oh, because this ship is terrible. <laughs> and now back to Matt now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why some of our fans don't have traditional punchlines. <laughs> This one, this one, and me fought so hard. This ship is terrible. This ship is terrible is hilarious. I will take that to my grave. Being a punchline. They're not going to know it's over. That's not a... That's That's why we have signs. Fair point. You know, it's funny. One time I tried to imagine a sci-fi story where the future wasn't a grim, horrible dystopia. Like, you know, how every... Uh, sci-fi story you ever see, you know, everything's all terrible and blade runnery and run down or whatever. And then I thought, on top of that, it'd be great if instead of the government being this oppressive thing, they were the good guys. I thought this would be a great spin, and then I realized, okay, I've just created Star Trek. (laughs) Speaking of Star Trek, in addition to this sketch comedy podcast that we perform uh, uh, tri-weekly, I did discover there is a word for that, it's not three-weekly. We also do a Star Trek review podcast called the Post-Atomic Horror. Uh, we have made our way through the original series, the animated series, Next Gen, and we are most of the way through DS9, so we're about to enter Voyager. The Unspeakable. <laughs> Pray for us. <laughs> but if you want to check our show out, uh, this, this sketch comedy show is Sarcastic Voyage. We are available on iTunes or uh, sarcasticvoyage.com. And if you want to check out the Post Atomic Horror, it's on iTunes or postatomichorror.com. Uh, our final sketch is Aaron Fawcett and. I recognize a few long-time listeners in the audience. You know what you're in for. The rest of you, don't, I don't even. <laughs> As they say on the internet. And that on SPFM. It's unfathomable enigmas for insomniacs with your host, Aaron Fawcett. Brought to you by Winchester Tires. Your top spot for tires and hubcaps in the greater Sussex County area. 
Evening, believers. It's 3 a.m. and it's time to start exploring the shadows. I'm your host, Aaron Fawcett, and we'll be going non-stop till 5 a.m. when ugh, Cooter and the Bear arrive to send the sheep off to their meeting with day jobs. Getting you all caught up, up out there, last night I successfully removed the tooth with a government tracking chip in it. I'm on my fourth day without sleep, and I successfully demagnetized the sonar barcodes in my money. Let's get straight to your calls. Mysteries of the Unexplained, you're on the air. Hi, I'm Ed. I killed like three people. Well, it's fine, Ed, but this is a show about conspiracies. I think some of them are Castro. Your conspiracies are all out of date, Ed. Nobody cares about Castro. <laughs> I'm Ed Bagley Jr. feel like I should know who that is. Uh, next caller, you go. Next, next caller. Aaron, this is Neville from Yannick County. My neighbor keeps putting bats in my laundry. I think he might be a witch. Well, that's probably true, Neville. I recommend keying his car. <laughs> Bats are a hate crime. Next. Aaron, this is a captain of industry. There's a hedge weasel in my garden, and his sinister plans are interfering with my own. Uh, Captain, I believe in your secret military agenda. I really do, and I think the best thing for you to do is to launch your garden into space. Uh, stay on with my producer to get some further information on that. <laughs> Line six, it's time for you. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. I'm buddy. Hi, buddy. Wherever I go, he goes. I really wish I didn't have time for this, but clearly I do. I'm <laughs> Watch out, a pterodactyl. <laughs> we'll be right back after this word from Winchester Tires. This series of the unexplained is brought to you by Winchester Tires. Winchester Tires! If you need quality tires and hubcaps, look no further than Winchester Tires. Your one-stop shop for tires, hubcaps, street lights, and the smug sense of satisfaction that you're buying tires that have fought in recent wars on American soil. <laughs> Winchester Tires, the haunted automobile. And we're back! And we're back. Line two, give me that, some of that sweet ear music. Uh, this is Hank from Harlem. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, my boy told me you might know this. I don't know how he heard your show, because it's on past his dang bedtime. So, I was watching that Sippy movie, you know, Orangutan Tiger versus Elephant Asia. Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I need you to settle a bet for me. My neighbor Dale says the Orangutan Tiger is a real creature. Uh, I'm pretty sure they all went extinct in Ot 4, Muffin. Well, I don't approve of you calling me that. Are you one of those alternative lifestyles that I'm supposed to pretend to tolerate? Honey, all I believe in are alternative lifestyles. Russell from Chowder, you're on the air. Yeah, I bought myself a canister of baked beans yesterday, and I have no idea how to total them myself. Aaron, I mean, Russell, the secret to your beans was within you all along. You just needed to believe in yourself. Of course, that's it! Glad to help. Next caller, you're off the air. Next caller, you're off the air. I don't like the smell of you. Caller 1T, you go instead. This is the ghost of Nikola Tesla. The internet won't stop talking about me, and it's making it very hard for me to get any damn sleep from here in my grave. Thank you, Aaron. You're my favorite. <laughs> what a nice man. The line, I don't know, uh, three, you're on the air. This is Sasquatch from Rural Forest of North America. Oh, what is it now, Sasquatch? <laughs> my environment is rapidly declining, and logging forces me to flee closer and closer towards the Russian border. Did I fight in Vietnam for nothing? 
<laughs> Everyone's sick of your hippie crap, Sasquatch. Call us, <laughs> call us back when you're finished burning your bra. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back. I just want to remind everyone that the election's coming up this weekend. And remember to practice your God-given gift to vote by not voting for any real government party. Some good fake government parties to consider are the Boy Horses of America Party, the Cement Mixers Association, and the Duffelbag Kings of New America. Next caller, Ditch from Delaware. You're on the alliteration. Cobra Investor, Aaron. El Hadola bitch. Del Fuego de Degarupo Tardesian. Degarupo Denisimo, Aaron. Halakit. Denizen, Denizen. Colben Degarup del Poracon. Quidimus, Aaron. Exor. Exor. <laughs> Go for Aaron, next guy. Aaron, Aaron, Mrs. Tierra. I have, I have fingers growing out of my teacups. How do I make them stop? I keep cutting them off and they keep growing back. <laughs> Aaron, they're grasping me. How do I stop them, They're trying to take me away. I, it's, it's fine. Just go with it. They're probably taking me someplace. Aaron, help me! That was spooky. <laughs> Caller one eight, you're up on the air. I committed a crime. Lots of crime. All crime. My name is Tim Suspicious. Tim, I like the way you talk. I like your sexy whisper. You call here anytime. Ignore the foghorn behind me. I'm not down at the harbor. Well, that definitely sounds like someone who is absolutely not behind the harbor. Next caller. Aaron, this is Jeremiah Horrocks. I don't need your life story. I woke up this morning with cut marks all over my body. I'm worried that it was the super bats. Jeremiah, we all know that the super bat is too busy project protecting the moon from so-called rocket ships. <laughs> and I don't care how many times Buzz Aldrin punches me in the nose, it is impossible to land something on the moon when it is invisible with, with, with the invisible super bat in the way. Well, how do you know it's in the way if it's invisible? Jeremiah, you are bordering on dog barrel ridiculous. It casts a shadow. But I thought it was invisible. And I thought I didn't want your life story. What's with the internal monologue? I shouldn't know what you're thinking. I don't want anyone's thinking except for that dreamy Damon, Jamie McTavish. Are you a mom? <laughs> and we'll be back after this word from Winchester Tires. Winchester Tires. Who are you? What are you? You've got to help me. I've been shut. Oh, please, no. No, what is that? No, put it down. No, for God's sake, no. Don't. Don't. Ah! Well, we're back, and that's all the time we have for tonight. I want to thank everyone who called in. Watch out for your hideous juice-filled doppelgangers, and we'll be back tomorrow when I get to drive a steel spike into my eyeball. Good night, bye. <laughs> The 
episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Mark Bosco, Danielle K.L. Gregoire, Brian Lynch, and Amanda Smith. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt, Matt Robotham, and Amanda Smith with Jason Wallace. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2015.